So Darren Clayton's with us, Chris. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Welcome back. We've got, yeah, we're back, and we've got some great racing this weekend, and that goes right through until Tuesday, as we just discussed there with Steve with Leap to Fame stepping out. No surprise that connections are rolling the dice, and, you know, it's not convenient because of the, the, the border restrictions. They've got to send those two horses down, but uh, he deserves his shot in that big series, Leap to Fame, and so too his stable mate, uh, Tim's a trooper. Yeah, it certainly does, and I'm really glad that they have actually decided to send him on not not being Q-bred, so some of the feature races coming up in the summer carnival here, he's not really eligible for. Um, you don't, you're only two year old once, so those, that money that's on offer in those races is sometimes too hard to refuse. But not only that, he's a good horse, and really looking forward to see how he goes on the Menangle track. He shouldn't have an issue there with the big open spaces and how he progresses through that series with my ultimate Byron in that first heat. We know how good he is. Jared elton has got a good team and, and even small bees that you just mentioned there, Chris. Um, Brian Portelli's done a great job with his small team and um, over in the past sort of 18 months and small T's, he's certainly a high quality horse in his own right. Yeah, well, that's all taking place on Tuesday. Each and every Friday, we uh, peel back the form for Saturday night's meeting. Nine races at Albion Park here tomorrow night. Action gets underway at 6.14. Is it just me just being on the fresh side? This looks a really attractive betting uh, program tomorrow night. Do you agree or am I just a little bit uh, too keen to get back into it? No, no, you can never be too keen, I don't think. It's always good if you're uh, up on the steel, ready to roll. But, um, no, I thought it was a a good betting card. um, Highlighted in that first race, um, it's only a band five race, but it's really shown in the past few weeks, you throw a little bit extra prize money on top and you really get some nice races. And uh, that's going to be a cracking race. And, And while there might be one that's reasonably well in commission in the market, it's a top race. You've got five horses in the field that are all um, last start winners. And of those, um, four of them have multiple wins to their name. Rock Fisherman, Waz Firebug, Deus Ex, Slick Blaster, all on multiple wins coming into this race. So it's, it's going to be an absolute belter. Is it fair to say, though, it could be a two-horse race? Deus Ex, the former Kiwi, two for two, steps out over the mile for the first time draws well and Rock Fisherman two off the second row who's going for four straight victories. Are they the main two players in that opener tomorrow night? They're certainly the main two in the market, I thought. There's a couple there that I certainly wouldn't um, discount off the back of a high speed being set here. Um, and one of those being Bella Bolterra, he steps up a little bit in grade here. He's not, He hasn't won his qualifier yet. He comes into this as a... Um, into this band five race, but he was in good form. He was shooting for three on the bounce um, in the qualifying extra money race that Deus Ex won. He had no luck on that occasion, just had to um, basically hope for a bit of luck. He drew gate 10 on that occasion and he was um, back in the field and probably not too bad a run considering. And then last week uh, he drew inside the second line, got buried away in the run, and uh, he was really one of the only runners making any ground. Trent Dawson's done a great job with his team. If they go too silly in the early stages, he's going to be riding, camped right in behind them. And then another horse um, under a similar 
situation, Major Fernco, he also comes out of that qualifying race that Deus Ex was a winner in. He the twenty one hundred's not his go. He was back to the mile last week and it was a it was a big win last week. Sat outside them over the mile, strong time. He's probably um, just as effective off the speed, especially a hot speed. So don't discount him. But obviously, Deus Ex, he has been super in his two starts, won both of them since joining Jack Butler's stable and um, certainly gets the gate to look for three and remain undefeated. Summer Carnival features fast approaching. Uh, this race tomorrow night could have bearing on those features coming up as well. Uh, in particular, horses like Deus Ex and Rock Fisherman. They're capable of going very fast time. I'm expecting a fast time, weather permitting, tomorrow night. But uh, this could really shape as a, a make-or-break race for their campaign ahead, you know, looking at those features coming up. So if they come out and do what's expected tomorrow night, I'm sure Connections are going to be looking at those features, like the Big Good Johnny Sprint, the Queensland Cup. Yeah, there's certainly those bigger races on the horizon. And probably... Um... With, with those races, probably going to be more a, a local flavour in those races coming up, um, just with all the well, sort of two-prong, the, the big races down south in the Dominion Carnival, those type of ones, so that probably the real big guns you would expect possibly not going to be there. Uh, and then off the back of that also the, the pandemic and, and border restrictions. So um, they've certainly got some big money races that they can stay home for coming up. Rock Fisherman um, was a nominee. Um, uh, did I see him in the Inter-Dominion nominations? I think Rock Fisherman, whether he gets to that level this season, but he's certainly on the way up, is is that guy for Gemma Hewitt. Okay, well, let's talk about the free-for-all race six. We just went through that market with Jared Daffy from Tab moments ago. Turn it up, he's deep into the red. It looks it looks a, his race to lose. It looks a gimme. Uh, he's going to lead. He, he should win this race over a mile, but he's very, very short. Do you see it that way? Yeah, well, it's a bit like the, the run a couple of weeks ago, the 2100, where um, it was, the, the price was probably generous in the early stages of that uh, market a couple of weeks ago. It was just a case of left turn at the start, find the pegs and run me down, which they couldn't. Uh, he gets back to the mile, which is probably, you know, whether that's more in, in his favour, I'm not really sure. He's, his record's so good at probably either distance, but... Um, he should find the front, no worries. We know how quick he is out of the gate. Gets to the front. Um, you can't really see he's going to cop too much pressure. Make mine Memphis probably sits, has to sit outside him at some stage. Uh, he's been really good, has made mine Memphis. Um, it's probably a different, different kettle of fish trying to, to run down or, or sit outside and put a first over crush on, turn it up. So you're then looking at Fame Assured. She'll be tucked in behind. Tommy Lincoln's going well, but he'll have to chase. And um, Lilac Flash is second up from a spell. It's a sit sprinter, so he'll have to do the work. And Northview Hustler, his sectionals have been absolutely super in the past couple of weeks. He's not far off a win um, in this free-for-all grade when the conditions go in his favour. So outside of that, I think it is, like you say, a gimme, turn it up. Just I think that's all he has to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I've been doing some research on the free-for-alls at Albion Park this year, and it's uh, it's quite interesting. We haven't had a dominant performer uh, over a, a stretch of time, and that, that's right throughout the Winter Carnival as well. We had Copy That win two races, King of Swing win two races, but as far as horses, week-to-week week dominating, just hasn't happened. I think there's only been three 
uh, for memory, uh, just going through that research where they've gone week to week and won free-for-all. Secret Agent Tycoon was the first to do it. And then we had Belinda McCarthy roll out a couple of horses like Wrangler and then uh, Elder Orlando. But uh, surprisingly, no horses dominating the free-for-all scene here in Queensland this year on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Chris. I wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have even thought that was a uh, a situation that's occurred. But um, it's a it's an interesting little point. Make my Memphis. He stepped up t- to the free for all grade last week for his first time. Still only a band three performer under our Queensland scale. Um, that was a brave effort from him. He only got nutted right on the line by Gerardus Delight, who had the, the perfect run on and cold sit. So. Um, you know, a couple more, couple more wins. It, it could be him that really takes that nice step up. He's found a probably a couple of nice races just to graduate into that open class company. So, um, you know, he could be the next one now that he's based up here with Vicky Rasmussen, beautifully bred gilding. Um, you know, he might be the next one that they roll out and and to take that step up. But turn it up while he's here, he certainly gets the opportunity to to put his name up in the lights. Well, here's a question for you, Darren. I'm going to put you on the spot here. With the with the summer carnival features just around the corner, who is the number one free brawler in this state? Keeping in mind, we've got Colt 31, Triple Queensland Horse of the Year, reigning Queensland Horse of the Year, millionaire performer, winless this season, and then probably the other one that you can make a really serious case for is LL Cool J. But he's unproven at free-for-all level, although he's won a Reckliffe Cup and a patron's purse, and he was terrific last time out in the Blacks of Fake. Is it one of those, or is there something else? Oh, that's a really on-the-spot question. Um, can I pass to another player? Sure. I'll let you think <laughs> about that one. Let's no, build a quaddie. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's a really good question. I, I, I think... At his best, and if we can see it replicate, I think Turn It Up certainly gets his opportunity to. We saw him take the trip down to the Newcastle Mile and and try and have that shot at getting into the Miracle Mile earlier in the year. Didn't quite come unstuck. It uh, didn't quite come off. Um, I, he certainly gets his opportunity if he stays sound and um, he wins again tomorrow night, as we expect him, and he can just sort of stay in that rhythm in this grade of where he's at. I think he's the one that really can step up. But like I mentioned, I think progressively, I think Make Mine Memphis has the ability to get there. Northview Hustler, he's probably a little bit of a confidence horse as well. If he can get a run of good gates, he's certainly one that can... Uh, he may not uh, push them as to being the top, but um he runs a consistent race week in, week out, does Northview Hustler. Darren and Chris, I was just thinking of that horse. What was that good horse that I think it was Brendan Barnes was involved in that had any amount of ability but problems? Turned... JJ. Yeah, no. Um, a real good free-for-all horse, Chris, a top liner. Um, could do anything but just had problems. Haven't seen it for some time. Um, oh, it's bugging me. Anyway. Not, not Hector JJ? Hector JJ. Whatever happened to him? He was retired. Mm, but, yeah, but they just couldn't get him right? No. Mm, okay. No, he just couldn't stay sound. Okay. I, th- I think it was him I'm thinking of. Anyway. Yeah, he's the was one. That about he six was months ago? Un- yeah, probably just over six months now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting time for the free-for-allers here in Queensland. So it's going to be interesting with the summer carnival just around the corner. Quaddy time for tomorrow night, Darren. Races five, six, seven and eight. Throw some numbers at me. What are you looking at? 
so hard in the early two races and then look a bit wider in the in the third and fourth legs. First leg, um, I'm going one out here with Speeches Silver. His sectionals last week, absolutely superb. Um, he was first up from a spell. It was off the back of two pretty good trials. Um, sat back in the field last week from gate three, just watched it all unfold. That was in the free-for-all. He really attacked the line um, powerfully. He gets second-line options here. I can probably foresee him just rolling a little bit one wide early, pushes through, probably ends up one by two, one by three in the run. 2100's his ideal trip. He loves that trip. He's six from, oh, sorry, eight from 11 at Albion Park over that trip. So, um all seems to, to fall in the favour of Speeches Silver. The second leg, um, turn it up. We've talked about him. Looks a case of um, left turn at the start, catch me if you can. Uh, number three is in the frame. So that's how I sort of saw that race. That leaves us the last two legs where I think we can play a little bit wider, even though they're only smaller fields. In uh, race seven, putting Herb's Hero on top. A little bit of a, a query horse. He's only had the 16 starts, has Herb's Hero. He's won eight of those. Richly talented guy, but he's six-year-old, hasn't uh, done a lot of racing, and he was first up from over 12 months off the scene, and that was his first run for Jack Butler. He went around at Redcliffe on the 23rd of September, so just over a week ago now. was back in the pack, and um, he was pretty good to the line, only beaten three metres. That was probably good enough return with some added fitness one of his trials in readiness um to come back to racing was really good behind speeches silver who's beaten four meters in that trial uh, hit the line nicely so i think he finds the right type of race here henry who um, probably a dropping grade for him just doesn't get the favors from the gate he's probably one of those horses at the moment he was he's got his share of um issues obviously but he came across from new zealand looked like he was going to be pretty good He's just gone by the wayside and just seems to struggle a little bit to find the right race to win. He gets his opportunity in this one. Um, also throw in uh, number seven, Jumping Jolt, probably a dropping grade for him as well. And little change would be just in behind and throw it in as a bit of value just because we're going one out early. Uh, if he gets the right run, he can certainly get there. So one, two, six and seven. And the final leg, the Mayor's Qualifier, um, not sure where the pressure comes from in this race. Um, in the early stages, the map's probably a little bit of a query. Which Hunt's now scratching? I thought she might have been the one to, to get forward early, but um, we'll see how that transpires. But I've gone the numbers of 2, 4, 5 and 9. Number 2, Molly's Mariel. Uh, the booking of Pete McMullen, probably pretty important with this mare. Um, gets to the front early and then can release the speed, I thought, and then have that first shot at the passing lane. She was a good winner, four runs back. Hit the line well last time out. Her stablemate, Jewel of Peak, was a winner on Tuesday, was left alone in front. Good gate speed mare. She gets to the front and left alone again. She can certainly um, be thereabouts. Not sure whether she's quite up to them, uh, to this grade. Uh, number five which is now out was my other number which hunt so we're back to three in this league and that leaves us with number nine Cobbity Castle um, there's no more no mare more in form in Queensland than this girl she's been in the money her past 15 in succession um, absolutely flying good third uh, on Tuesday racing doesn't seem to be bothering her she raced last Tuesday she backed up Saturday she was at the track again Tuesday she backs up again Saturday 
um, and just keeps being thereabouts. So we'll throw her in as well. Okay, so sixteen dollars for the aquatic tomorrow night at Albion Park. Uh, it might even it was sixteen dollars with Witch Hunt, so that'll bring it back to twelve dollars. Okay, well, there you have it. So nice and simple uh, for the quaddy. So just repeating, speeches silver one out, turn it up one out, then we go numbers one, two, six, and seven. And in that last leg, we go numbers two, four, and nine. That's it. It's some okay, Saturday nights we only got twelve dollars. Exactly, exactly. Give us your yes, sir, no, sir. Your best bet and the one that's going to be hard in the market that you're just a little lukewarm about. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, notorious. Race four, number one. He was really good to the line um, last time out. Drew gate seven on that occasion. The winner was Slick Blaster. So had a few tough gates. Gets into gate one. Just notice there's a little bit of a concern. He did have Talia McMullen booked. There's now, there's been a little bit of a... Uh, mix up with her being allowed to drive, I believe. So I'm not really sure who gets the drive, whether Talia will be cleared to drive it. Either way, I, th- I think he find he should be too good no matter which driver they put on. So he is the yes, sir. Race four, number one, Notorious. And the no, sir, um, one of the ones that I just mentioned, and it's in that mare's race, uh, Cobbity Castle. I know she's in super form. I know she's going well. Good third on Tuesday. Um Good run last Saturday night behind Pepper Bliss. Uh, she drew gate three on that occasion. Just not sure where she gets to from gate nine. Um, if they want to put her into the race early, it could be uh, at some expense. And I just feel she's a mare that probably goes better up on the speed. And um, she's sort of come through the grades pretty quickly from uh, some lower grade events at... Redcliffe and she got into a couple of nice ones at Albion Park. Just think this might be a little bit tougher. So she's a no-sir, Cobbity Castle. Okay, so your best bet, Notorious. A little lukewarm about Cobbity Castle there in race number eight. Darren, each and every week you do the dashboard for Racing Queensland. That information will be available through the Racing Queensland website. Yeah, it should be up there. I'm not sure when it goes up, but uh, I've certainly got it there. And um, so driver to follow this week, Shane Graham. He gets the drive on Rock Fisherman. Uh, Vinny Chase will need a little bit of luck on. Glen Eagle Warrior, certainly um, a good chance in race number four. He's on the newcomer to Queensland, Kanina Problema for Sean Grimsey. Um, he bobbed up in the Inner Dominion noms. He's owned down in Bathurst by... Uh, well-known studmaster Ben Setri. He also has turned it up, does Shane Graham, and he was on Witch Hunt, which is a scratching. So Shane, the driver to follow. We've got uh, the leading horses, the best bet we mentioned, the quaddies, uh, and the exotic, the best exotic. I thought race three, the best trifecta, came up. Um, in that race, we've got Commodore Jujon, Key Largo, the Democrat, and Blissful Lily as the numbers there. Um, looked a race where Key Largo gets to the front and Commodore Jujon sits on his back, and I thought those two dominate. So you play around with one, three, six, and nine. I think we go pretty close to getting a trifecta there. Okay, we'll keep an eye out on the Racing Queensland website for all that information. Darren Clayton's dashboard for Albion Park tomorrow night. You can find weekend winners there as well where... Uh, they speak with a couple of drivers with some good uh, books coming through for that meeting tomorrow night. So all of that information, if you're punting, is available through the Racing Queensland website. Nine races tomorrow night, 6.14 start time. Darren, as always, appreciate the time. Best of luck across the weekend. We'll chat again next week. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris.